Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. We are looking at John Favreau's 2008 film Iron Man, and closing out the week with me is Steve Sarmento, once again, coming in from the next reel. Hey there, Steve. Hey, I just couldn't get enough of Jim Cramer. Had to come back for more. That's right. On today's show, the minute starts with Tony telling Pepper he needs her for her hands, and it ends with Tony unplugging the machine, keeping him alive. I often question the smarts of unplugging that <laughs> before really explaining what he's doing there. But hey, I guess I guess by doing so, he's 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 really kind of putting a ticking clock on on Pepper's decision, making her have to move quick. Well, and I this is one of those scenes where because of Tony, you never know how much he's just messing with people. So when right. he, you know, it, what is he exaggerating? Is he being you know saying you know? things that aren't true is he flat out lying to pepper just to mess with her for me this is a scene that's really hard to read of like how serious is this because tony doesn't even the most dire situations he's always trying to like lighten the mood and so it makes me wonder yeah is this really serious or not which to me is is great it's just so much keeping that character constant of he will take things seriously but won't let people know you know, he doesn't let people in for lack of a better word. He's got this armor that keeps He keeps a distance between himself and other people uh, with yeah. his, his sarcasm and humor. And this is just one of those moments where, yeah, it's it's hard to know for sure if he's exaggerating or not. It really is. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to hard to know. Before we get downstairs, though, oh, to the yeah. workshop, though, we, we're still upstairs with the we good old Jim Cramer. <laughs> I love his line that, that kicks us off. Look, that's a weapons company that doesn't make weapons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's using his sound uh, board again. He throws in the machine gun at that point. And then he says something like, Howard Nazi killer Stark is rolling over in his grave. This stock is going nowhere. And then he pushes his house of pain button. It's a dump. Very funny. <laughs> We're interrupted by Tony, though. Tony calls Pepper. Yeah. And we get this fantastic little conversation over this interesting in-home communication screen. It looks kind of like this fancy iPad, but it's got this like scroll wheel on the side. It's like a super I thought of it as like a like a desktop version of like Google Glass because it is it's like a I think it's I mean as we previously talked about the TV is projected on the window and nothing says high tech like having transparent things as we'll see when Pepper goes down, you know, to enter Tony's, you know, workshop. Uh, but here it's it looks to me like a piece of glass or something transparent that's projecting everything on there. We do have a control wheel, but we've got not quite FaceTime. We've got a picture of Tony. And then like as he's intercoming with her, we've got what text transcription going on right. of the conversation. So I'm not exactly sure what this device is or how useful it is. I mean, it looks cool. I don't know if it's something that she would be carrying around or how useful. Well, this she's would clearly be. not because yeah. she's so she's sitting there. She's got a laptop on her lap. Yeah, she's got this on uh, in front of her. Which when you when we cut to the the wide shot, we can see it sitting there. It's got it's clearly designed to sit there. It's got okay. like a base and it's just sitting there right next to oddly they have kind of a, a landline phone still oh, yes. sitting on okay. the, sitting on the counter as well, which is a weird thing to have. I would think for Tony that yeah. little VTech phone. Yeah. <laughs> And so this thing clearly just sits there. Um, oh yes, okay. As as this in home communication device, but it's funny because it has the TV playing on it as well, and she has it on the window, so it's yeah. like playing everywhere. But then it is interesting how his his call comes in. She accepts the call, and it connects the two of them. 
Although it's interesting because it's before she even hits the accept button, it already has the transcription starting. <laughs> oh, so ah, <laughs> uh, little details, little details, yes, little details like that. But you know, it's Tony and and Jarvis. I'm sure can make things happen. <laughs> well, <laughs> Yes, it is. But it, it, it's it's that interesting, you know, sort of futuristic tech in 2008. So to have a device where you could be watching TV, things coming through. Because I think uh, 2000, what, first iPhone was like 2007, I believe. So we're just shortly after that. So, yeah, something like a, an iPad device is still, you know, a few years off. And to have TV and, and phone call it. But, again, we've got this this control wheel over here, which it's a touch screen. What does the control yeah. wheel do? It looks, again, there's the difference between design the prop and then how is it going to be used? And then there's always the speculation of like, well, we might need it to do these things. So let's add these features. And then once you're starting to shoot, oh, no, we're, this is just going to be a touch thing. This is going to look better. Uh, well, if you look at the, if you look at it, like I was, I was trying to figure out what it is, because you've got uh, a number of different things on here. You have, you know, some buttons on the bottom. I am an email tools contacts and settings you've got like a little vu meter which is moving as he's talking to her and then that wheel pops up and it looks like if she wanted to she could turn that wheel and it's it's got like i can't really figure out what it is it looks like a whole bunch of different uh, numbers or letters but it's got four that show up a h i m e and h and i'm assuming i am is instant message e is probably email i don't know what a h or h would be h might be your home screen home screen yeah, sure a, sure yeah ah i don't but, know yeah but it also has a whole bunch of like it looks like maybe they're numbers that are kind of yeah underneath that then it looks control, like almost like she could knows? yeah she could turn that dial and and use it to you know pick different settings or something like i, I can't quite figure it out but it's it's an interesting little bit of tony stark tech that we get and even if it doesn't make sense um, it almost doesn't need to because yeah. it just looks really advanced. I mean, this is, like you said, it's a couple years. Uh, the first iPad came out in 2010, so it's a pre-iPad. And as you say, it is a nice contrast to have that next to the, the VTech phone yeah. right there. Like, <laughs> hey, at least it's a cordless phone. <laughs> why would you have that when you've got, the, yeah, yeah, at least, but why would you have, you've got this here where you can just, you know, voice chat across the house, intercom across the house, and, you know, you've got TV here up on the windows and you're going to have a cordless phone. Yeah. And, yeah. A, and a CD, because uh, I guess, you know, we yeah. still were, you know, we were still sharing files on burning stuff to CD, weren't, you know uploading to dropbox and whatnot we still might have had uh cds being uh shipped around well it's interesting because this i mean clearly pepper's using it as kind of a workspace right now so it's got this like this stark pad we'll call it an yeah. s pad right there we've got the uh the vtech home phone we've got that cd-rom which I, I can't read what it says on there, but some sort of thing. She's got a a physical like schedule book because you yeah. can see kind of the calendar page sticking in the corner. Yes, her mobile phone is sitting on top of that, and she has a laptop. So it's interesting that like, she's really hunkered down and is using this place to full advantage to yeah. get stuff done. Oh yeah. So 
Yeah. But it's interesting because seeing her sitting here doing all of this, it does make me wonder. I mean, obviously, she's she's Tony's, uh, you know, personal assistant doing whatever Tony needs. But with as much as Tony clearly does in the house, it does make me wonder, does she have her own like office, office space, space in the house yeah. where she could be using or does she always just have to like sit in the living room or or find some corner to get her work done? Well, I would imagine Tony being Tony. Everything's about Tony. Why would Pepper have a space there? Because it's Tony's house. <laughs> and they give her a space, would give her ownership over something. And it's like, no, he'll keep her on her toes. Uh, so she's just going to have to settle in wherever. That To me, that makes sense. If this is his home, this is his getaway. If Pepper has an office there, it's like, no, then work's, work's intruding. He can have her there to do work. But then if she's gone, no, this is still home. Uh, yeah. So it, it, to me, it makes sense that, yeah, he wouldn't allow her to to have an office there he doesn't need an office there he's he's tony stark this is you know his playhouse as right we're, we're right. gonna see because she you know he calls her down there uh interrupts you know whatever she was working on as she was you know getting the updates from jim kramer and he's summoning her down to the uh the workshop you know it's funny um on the uh on the screen when she connects it also says tony stark and I can't completely read it, but it looks like location section four. Bay C. Bay C. Yeah. yeah. So that's, <laughs> that is the area that he's calling from very specifically, which I guess is his workshop. Uh, section yeah. four is his workshop and Bay C must be that particular area where he's doing his little bit of surgery. Yeah. Um, and which is where we go now. Yes. This scene ends and she heads down to Tony's workshop. We've seen her enter this workshop before, but this time we really get to see her password, which is 106. And it makes me wonder if the if 106 is like <laughs> Pepper's password because yeah. it pulls up her picture as soon as she as she, soon as she types it in to identify Pepper, or yeah. is it recognizing her fingerprints, or is that just Jarvis in some way with some facial recognition software or something? I don't know what it is, but it, it always intrigues me. Yeah, it's not even a four digit pin. You know, talk yeah, about easy, just, easy to break. You've got a thousand combinations easy. there, Pepper, uh, of uh, three digit, uh, <laughs> three three numbers on the keypad to to get yourself in. Yeah, that's not the most advanced security, but I I guess I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to see somebody punching in like twelve digits to to get in there. So there is a little time snafu here. We just left her upstairs watching Jim Cramer on Mad Money, and we see that the time is ten o four when she's entering her code in. It is now 2.38. So it took her four hours to get down there. It's a long, long staircase, much deeper than we ever realized. It's, it's, it's much deeper than the Batcave. She's subterranean. Yeah. Or, yes, that's that's one of those those details of, okay, touch the screen, a couple things, we'll put something in there, and, yeah, somebody put in a time. and. Well, that's an interesting one because... That's obviously not done on set. That's yeah. one of those moments that the the digital teams are creating after the fact. Yeah. And you think that that's something that, well, uh, maybe the touch screen that she's touching upstairs, 1004. Yeah. Maybe that is actually playing and she's kind yeah. of touching the things on that. Who knows? Regardless, the screen that she's touching on the glass is digitally added. Yeah. That seems like an easy fix. They could yeah. have easily changed that one. But nobody's going to notice. We'll just move on. It was 2008. <laughs> Come on. Who's, who's going to be frame by framing these things? Right. Exactly. Yes. This is a, a really interesting scene. I, I love just everything that's happening here. We don't get a ton of it. We kind of get the start of it. This whole idea of swapping out one arc reactor for another. 
just the way that they do this, the effects that they use. It's a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I guess we should say we talked about the deleted scene last time that really kind of ended with Tony and Jarvis talking about because Jarvis recognized this new electromagnetic field in the house. Yes. And Tony's like, you know, I can't remember what he says at the end of the deleted scene, but it's something like, you know, get the scanner, turn the scanner on or yes. something. Yes. Because he's going downstairs to actually get started on this. And actually, there's a little more in the script with that when he comes in. It's actually a really... It's an interesting scene that he has uh, with Jarvis, and actually it's a much longer scene, totally different than the way it plays in the deleted scene, which makes me think this is just a totally additional scene. But he's talking to Jarvis, and he says, I need to build a better heart. Jarvis says, I'm not sure I follow, sir. Tony, give me a scan and you'll see. And then they're in the workshop. Tony is wearing goggles, shirtless, sitting in the 3D laser scanner. Lasers play over him, mapping his entire body. Jarvis says, what were your intentions for this device? Tony, it powers an electromagnet, which keeps the shrapnel from entering my heart. Can you recommend any upgrades? Jarvis, it is difficult to offer counsel in light of the fact that your stated intentions are inconsistent with your actions. Tony, what are you talking about? That is ridiculous. That is exactly the purpose of this invention. Jarvis, the energy yield of this device outperforms your stated intention by 11 orders of magnitude. You could accomplish your stated goal with the power output of a car battery. Tony, upgrade recommendations, list. Jarvis, why are you talking to me like a computer? Tony, because you are acting like one. Jarvis, shall I disable random pattern conversation? Tony, no, it's okay. You are the only one who understands me. Jarvis, I don't understand you, sir. (laughs) Tony, were you always this dry? I remember you having more personality than this. Jarvis, should I activate sarcasm harmonics? Tony, fine. Could you please make your recommendations now? Jarvis, it would thrill me to no end. (laughs) Tony, ah, that's more like it. Jarvis, should I begin machining the parts? Tony, machine away. So that's kind of another scene. I don't know if they shot it or not, but it's an interesting lead in to where we are now where Tony, we walk in uh, with uh, Pepper and he's already holding the new uh, mini arc reactor. Yeah. How fast did he build that one? Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, yes, he's clearly got access to the resources to build the new and upgraded one. Right. Cause the last one took him three months to build yeah. that and the whole suit that right. went with it. Now, refresh my memory early on, because Jarvis's line in that, that scene was about, oh, you could accomplish the same thing with a car battery. Was that what they were using originally? Correct. At the beginning, it was a, it was a car battery, right? So that was right, sort of right, consistency right. in terms of that. Okay. That's, that's what I thought that it, yeah, he, they had the car battery and then he had to come up with something more mobile, uh, which is this. But yeah, it's the arc reactor. And again, as we discussed, you know, w- uh, when he gets his, when he escapes again, what is the function of this piece? Uh, oh, yeah, to keep the, the shrapnel away from his heart. But clearly he has other designs for it. And that, that's a really big hole you know when she sticks (laughs) she's gonna stick her hand in there and i thought this isn't like laparoscopic surgery it's like we're and i'm looking at that i'm like how did you you just cut through you know your sternum like so what's holding your okay architecturally structurally what's holding your rib cage together because you've got like a a tin can sunken into your chest there with a magnet my anatomy and physiology is telling me this this shouldn't be working this way, right? 
Oh, absolutely. No, it's something we talked about in the cave, too. It's yeah. like, what kind of surgery did he go through? Because yeah. he's awfully active, considering he basically went through major surgery, <laughs> removing part of his sternum, putting this thing deep in his chest. I mean, they're, the, I mean, are they taking out pieces of lung? Yeah. What are they doing to fit this thing in there? I mean, yeah. it's an intense surgery, and, and he seems to handle it uh, okay. Yeah, because is this, yeah, because it's... It's not a case of like, oh, we just are under the skin with a magnet to keep pulling things up towards the surface. It's, I mean, she's going to stick. It's embedded. She's it's sticking deep. her hand <laughs> way down in there. But we I don't, mean, it's good that he's yeah, got. Yeah, we don't the, quite get into. Yeah, we don't quite get into the hand yet. But right. even watching him pull it yeah, out, we yeah, see there's there's depth yeah, to the device. Yeah. There's there's space under it. Yeah. And there's a plug, you know, yeah, he pops this a... plug out and it's, it's, it's horrifyingly disgusting. Well, it's, and, it's uh, a good thing he's got at least, you know, what, two or three little medical sensors on him with, you know, we see the readout <laughs> behind him. So clearly it's, and it, what's interesting is it's like black, red and white. So it's like, oh, the, you know, basic electronics, you've got your positive lead, your negative lead and a ground. And that's, that's all you need on Tony to get, I don't know what types of readouts back there well but jarvis is very fancy that, <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got the other robotic arm there which yeah, to me is we got dummy dummy is that is that who that is which i i'm looking at that and to at first i'm looking at that and i'm like is that like I've, i thought is this from the dentist's office is that the little suction tube to just right. you know I, which i'm like okay that's getting in the next minute with the plasma in there but i'm like do you need that type of equipment because all I mean, this is like swapping out a light bulb. It's like, take this out, unplug it. So I was, wasn't quite sure what dummy's got going on there or if it's blowing air to keep Tony cool or, or is it a light? It's because it's not the light source, right? There is a light shining directly okay. on the device on his chest. And initially I thought it was that light, but then I realized that light's coming from a different source and that this thing, it, I think it is blowing air to keep the area dry so that they're not running into issues with with elements getting wet that shouldn't be. Yeah. That's because you do hear in the scene, you hear a little, you know, like some air is blowing. And that's the only thing that makes sense to me. And I said, it's dummy. There's also a dumb you in here somewhere, but we don't get enough of a shot where we can identify the name on the side. So I, but I think it's dummy that he's using here. Uh, And this is one of the, this is the first time we actually get to, to actually meet the robot in person we had only seen it before in the uh the presentation some of the photos of okay. young tony back in his mit days when he had created it that's the only uh, only reference we had seen up to this point and we finally get to see it in action although you're right it's done in such a subtle way that you may as well just expect it to be a uh, like a dentist tool or something right yeah now th- we're this we're seeing tony without his shirt mm-hmm. and uh, if we go back a few minutes, the last time we talked when uh, he was escaping from Afghanistan, we talked about deleted scene with him getting shot. Right. So here, clearly, the decision's been made. There's, I don't see any wound. Yeah, it's the arm that's that's away from us. But, right. But still, yeah. you would see like a bandage or something. So right. So because he still has a couple little scars on his face, so it's not like right. you know months have gone by and he's completely right. healed. Yeah. So here, yeah, we we're well past that. He has not been shot. Yeah. Uh, so we don't, we're not, uh, you know, having to revisit that, uh, that piece. 
he must have just like you know twisted a twisted yeah. his arm or something you know just yes. some injury in the landing that well led yeah him to have impact the, the, impacting the sand at however many miles an hour but yeah maybe yeah but, you know, little, he needed he needed yeah. to have his arm in a sling just yeah. to <laughs> reference that exactly. exactly okay so we've got this this new reactor and it's like the first upgrade that he's going to go through and it's it's interesting to me over the course of the franchise sort of looking at the stylistic updates between the different arc reactors because i think it later on we get into like triangular shapes yeah. but here to see the really uh the upgrade from one to the other is it's a little bit different in size uh but pretty much the fundamental design is still circular and you know the one that he pulls out is maybe two inches deep or so the, the other one we've you know it's much larger so is it because i was looking at it and i can't quite tell if it's actually if it's longer or or if the if the old one just is black on the bottom and the new one is lit all the way through it, it's hard to tell the way that's that they, true yeah know. yeah it's hard to tell with that that glow yeah the one thing that I notice is that on the old one, the dark areas around the ring on top are yeah. much wider. Yes. And on the, the new one, they're much shorter. So you get more light pretty yeah, much, much coming more from glow. every direction. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The, the glow is it's a very glowy new device because it's full of all that, that RT technology that he's been creating. Because if science is anything, stuff that's cool glows or is transparent. That's what we know. It's futury. <laughs> That's exactly right. This is a great uh, a great moment though because it's is basically kind of like this special effect body that Robert Downey Jr yeah. is lying underneath and it's a, it's a, an entire artificial chest on top of his chest that actually has this depth. I think that it works so nicely, especially because they keep it. I mean, it's essentially one shot. We do cut away just to a shot coming in from behind right. Pepper as she's walking up to him. But otherwise, it's just this one long shot of the two of them. And I think that really emphasizes this sense of reality about it and the way that he reaches down and pops it out, her reaction to it, which is brilliant. And it just kind of keeps going from there. I and mean, we'll talk about, uh, I'll, well, you won't be here, but I'll be talking more about this next week as far as kind of everything else that happens with this this hole in his chest. It's uh, it's great stuff. Well, it's if you look at, again, the, the sort of phrase that, you know, so much of acting is reacting. And if you, you watch Pepper, you watch Gwyneth Paltrow in the scene as Tony starts unscrewing, you know, the reactor in his chest, she looks away. She's like looking over to the left of his head and back like i don't even want to see this i don't want to see this but then as he jerks it out and disconnects it her attention is like immediately drawn back she's like shaking her hands like oh i don't want to see oh don't do this don't do this this is grossing me out just (laughs) such little subtle things like that that add so much to this scene and it really does captures that you know the, the relationship between the two of them, you know, he's asking her to do something that, you know, is well beyond what a personal assistant should probably be dealing with. But uh, yeah, just again, uh, just makes one of, you know, Pepper so adorable. You can't help but, but love her. And it's building that relationship again between these two that just, you know, is to me really the heart of this film so much is the relationship between these two. Well, and we also get the answer because she comes up and she's just like, my God, is that the thing keeping you alive? Yeah. So that to me says that it is Rhodey who actually squealed on Tony with his new uh, device in his chest to Obadiah. Cause, oh, that's you know, right. Earlier that's right. when yeah. when, when uh, uh, Tony is talking to Obadiah and he's just like, you have a terrible to- poker face. Just tell me, was it was it, it had to be Pepper or Rhodey? Who was it? 
And then he guesses it was Rhodey. And I think this proves it because Pepper is just like, you know, she yeah. seems really surprised to finally get to see it. So she may have known. I mean, clearly she knew. Oh, well, I'm sure she knew. Yeah. She, but, but she, she just, had, she hadn't really seen, seen it. So yeah, didn't understand right, what, right. what it was. So. I guess that's true. So yeah. she could have been the one who mentioned something to, to yeah. Obadiah still. One other thing that I was going to talk about, and actually it kind of would have tied these two scenes together a little bit. When she is watching Jim Cramer upstairs, she actually gets a phone call and it's Agent Coulson calling again to talk with her. And it's interesting because uh, it's it's a little scene about him saying, you know, I've left a number of messages trying to get something on the books with Mr. Stark. And she's like, I know it's a priority. You know, she's not able to do it. But what's interesting is that we actually do cut to Coulson's office. And it's oh. it's it's a, it says yeah. a plain government issue office on his desk, newspapers with headlines, Stark raving mad, Stark lunacy. So clearly <laughs> everybody's on this whole story about Stark. But she's actually on the phone when she gets interrupted on the intercom by Tony. And he asks her to come downstairs. So, ah, okay. Yeah. I think that would have been weird, though, to cut to Coulson's office. It seems like it would have made it the way that they play him throughout. He seems like a much more mysterious character. And I think cutting yeah. to his office would have just been a little too a little too much. Well, yeah, we don't. Yeah, because then you're sort of I mean, there's a lot of different reasons. One year's then setting what sort of shield is like, what is Coulson's office going to look like? And if it's just a regular government office, I mean, that you could always reveal, oh, that's the the public front of that. But yeah, to me, the, the Coulson to just sort of be the guy that mysteriously shows up. Uh, yeah, I don't want him. I don't want to see an office. I don't want to see that side of it. And yeah, I like the idea of, you know, Tony interrupting, you know, watching Jim Cramer, then the, the call uh, with Coulson, because again, it's it's it keeps things rooted in what the scene's really about, which is Pepper's concern about the company, the decisions that Tony's making, and then bringing her right there to confront Tony. And again, a bold decision that he's made, which is I'm going to swap this thing out. But yeah, I didn't think this through all the way. I can't do this by myself. Again, Tony getting ahead of himself and making decisions and getting out of his depth. Introducing Colson just brings a different dynamic in that I don't think we really need at this point in the story because it's really more Tony and Pepper. And we also just had him like yes. just in the previous yeah. scene right before the one with Obadiah. That's yeah. when he introduces himself. Yes. And I feel like it would have been just a little too much to have. And then it would have been like, God, this guy just won't stop hounding them. What's going on? You know, yeah, and I, that, I feel yeah, like we just didn't need that. Right. Yeah. Because that it messes with time a little bit because we just saw him. So for us as audience, not that much time has passed to have Colson again. It's like, wow, this guy, it's like the next day and he's hounding them again. Yeah. Right. Uh, versus letting a little bit more time lapse uh, in the story for things to develop a little bit more before he's coming back to say, hey, I really need to talk to Tony. Not that much. We haven't made that much forward movement in story and character to have Coulson be coming back. It's just, yeah, far too soon. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I mean, in the script, there's, there's a scene we go back to Afghanistan to see Raza on the sand dunes. So there's a, there's an entire extra bit that actually happens in there. So it's a little more space. So maybe in the script it was okay, but here yeah. we just really didn't need it. Well, I don't have anything else for minute 50. Do you have anything else? No, I, you know, other than we now know that, you know, Pepper Pot has small hands uh, to fit into. <laughs> she could play that small hand game really well. Yes, yeah, she, <laughs> she could. Uh, no, I've had a great time talking about uh, Minute 50 here and revisiting Iron Man. Thank you for having me.
Well, where can people find you on the interwebs, Steve? They can find me at Twitter at Mr. Underscore Steve 23. That's where uh, my sort of internet presence is, where I'm out there uh, engaging with the film fans. Uh, they can share tweets with me, retweet me, direct message me, any film stuff. That's where to find me on the Twitters. Awesome. Well, everybody, that is it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at MarvelMovieMinute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at Patreon.com slash The Next Reel. Until next time, true believers. 